Brothers and sisters, welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Brother Diaz, and with me is Brother Amen. Scott, and we're and we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. This episode is brought to you by String Joy. When you got the joy of the Lord, you need to have this. Well, now you got to have. Strings of Joy. So check out String Joy. Go to stringjoy.com. And for a love offering, all you have to do is check out, put your love offering in, and they'll send you strings. They've set how much of a love offering you have to send, so I don't think there's a haggle room on there. But, all right, Brother Scott, let's bring it down. Okay, Scott, sorry. stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry, I, kinda, I, I turn sorry. on Shimmer Reverb, and next thing I know, like, two hours has gone by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, are you Pentecostal? <laughs> that's, that's what we do. Um, all right, so uh, <laughs> episode 56, also known as Hamilton's of Fun, because Mr. Scott Hamilton is back with us on this episode. Hey, everybody. Um, so <laughs> Welcome back, Scott. It's like whenever the kid goes to another class and they walk by and we see him and we wave, but this time he actually got to come into the class and tell us how everything's been going. So Scott, so Scott, how's everything been going, buddy? Oh, goodness, I haven't rested in forever. <laughs> it's been a busy season, but it's fun to be here again, man. Yeah, um so this is going to take up like 3 let's say three fourths of the episode. Um, Scott, what's new on your gear journey? <laughs> uh, gosh. So I've, I've got the list in front of me and like, even I'm like, what is that's, going on? It's, that's it's just what's one, on my It's a board. lot of good stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, I know I buy a lot of stuff, but I think it's pretty funny that you, uh, well, I guess I've had quite a bit of stuff changed since you've, uh, been gone. So I, get, gone. I don't know. That's man Kelly Clarkson. I don't care who you are. If that song comes on and you're not getting pumped, get out. Get out. Um. Um. All right. So we gotta focus. <laughs> you you the know, there's part. no prayer of that. Now that like I'm not trying okay. to run a show. I'm. There's no way I'm gonna be focused on any yeah. of this. Yeah. Well, no. But like the funny thing is, is because uh, Jason Fuzzmonger, one of our uh, patrons. Was like he's like uh, I finished the episode and geez, you seem a lot more focused with the guitar in your hands. I've got a guitar right now, so it's actually pretty funny that I'm telling Scott to focus. So maybe this is what it takes. <laughs> it's it's a guitar in my hands. If I could take a guitar to work, could you imagine how many whoppers we could sling out of that store? Can you imagine how disgusting that guitar would be? Oh, it makes yeah. me sad now. Let's not do that. I'll you know I'm happy with my work performance right now. Good. <laughs> Glad you're happy with your work performance. <laughs> My, my boss isn't but i'm sure okay with it yeah. <laughs> um yeah so what's new with me um allegedly i have a pedal in the mail today you've already gotten yours because uh, we yes, bought the same true. pedal um yeah you posted it and i was like you know what that looks i i've never bought this pet from this company before this is your so. first level pedal oh man yeah. you're missing out well the they they seem really cool, but for some reason they're just not on my radar. Because they don't advertise at all. And and but I think what it is is because I know that one of the pedals I want is going to be fifty dollars one weekend. Mm-hmm. But anytime that pedal comes up, 
I don't have the fifty dollars that weekend. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to put like a fifty dollar savings account opened up, like where it's got like it's got sixty bucks enough to cover shipping and the pedal, and and that's it. Well, like the things they sell. So this this is the Love Pedal. Like I don't know quarterly. I every other month. I mean it's it's fairly frequent. They do kind of a one off sale. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's blems. Sometimes it's oh I want to make this tweak to the circuit and see how it was. So I made twenty of them. Well, it seems like there's a lot of, uh, there's like rarities, but it seems like some, there's a few on his main line that get on that list yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Like if you're eyeing a Zen drive but, or like a Kalamazoo. Yeah. Well, they had the Zen drives for, I think a hundred bucks or something uh, under a hundred, one or the other, uh, whenever they had the, we got the Mark three, what is it called? I it's don't a tone bender fuzz. Let's just be honest with it. Yeah, so it's a tone bender fuzz. This one was called the So Naked Fifty Bones. Yeah, because he does ones that aren't painted. It has, yeah, yeah. What is this graphic supposed to be on the front? I I, I do not know. I don't have my. It looks yet, like a donut. I get my mail really late in the evening. Or it looks like a butt. I don't. I can't tell. <laughs> it says. I think it says holes, but that honestly could that be a donut hole, <laughs> or it could be another type of hole that I don't want to know about. What is? I honestly have no idea what this is. So yeah, we so it's a tone bender fuzz. It's pretty cool. I got to play with it a little bit before the episode. Are you liking it? Yeah, it's got all right here. So I guess we'll go ahead and do this because I've actually got mine hooked up. So uh, this is the fuzz. This is my clean town. Yeah, I'm gonna take some of that delay off. Um, and and this is the the fuzz it uh it's kind of weird i don't know what this left knob does i can't tell if it's volume or tone it sounds like it's like a mixture of both because if i turn all the way down it could it be turns bias off. but it might be a it, bias. is it crunchy when you move it yeah that's me moving okay. it no usually, it's not crunchy usually it's not it sounds like, like, a, like you're scraping like something a, when you move a, a bias knob kind of like a super yeah. hard on yeah no it doesn't do that but this is it i'm gonna put all the knobs at noon and so it's got a really good sound um i'm gonna i'm gonna mess with this left knob so this is all the way down or not all the way down but this is i think i'll hit a chord and move it and you tell me That's all it, the way to the left. It actually turns. Definitely off. got some tonality changes. I just have no idea what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, it did. It was this thing was so naked it didn't come with a manual. Oh yeah, none of his stuff so. comes with a manual. It's like here's a box with maybe a sticker on it. Well, the cool thing, it's got a nine volt battery in it. I didn't even plug. I was like, man, I'm, I hope it's got a nine volt because everyone knows fuzzes are better with nine volt batteries. <laughs> But here, let's turn the fuzz all the way up because everyone. Most wants of the to nine volts in my house are removed from pedals when I get them. Yeah, if I'm ever looking for a nine volt, I start tearing up, not tearing up, but like going through pedals and seeing if it like yeah. maybe came. With yeah, because I just don't want it exploding in the pedal, so I take it out and then yeah. I tape off the uh, the battery terminal. Thank you. 
So that it has a really good sound to it. I like it. The one thing I do like about it is that it cleans up pretty well with the volume knob. That's with uh, my volume knob about halfway down and the gain set about two o'clock. So that, that's like almost, you could church yeah. that. Because, it, I mean, it's it's closer to overdrive territory in most of its range. So yeah, that's a, has a really good sound. It, and it, that's just me rolling the volume knob. So I'd, I actually, this is like a great pedal that could be used all the time. Um, but yeah, that was cool to check out. Uh, let's, we got to make it down this list. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, this Saturday I was over at the alchemy audio show here in Chicago. Um, it wasn't the best guitar show on earth, but there were some cool things there. Uh, whale hazard was there. I got to finally check out some of his guitars Andy was there. Um, then the other cool one was, I, so I was going by and there was this group called ion effects, which I had to look up how to pronounce mm-hmm. it correctly. Cause it's spelled a I O N. Um, and they're kind of basically he's taken a run at like the build your own pedal crowd like yeah well the one thing i think did you send me a picture of it i sent you the link to the site oh that's what it was yeah all right so looking at them the cool thing about these kits is it beats the the build your own clone stuff because it's got graphics yeah on and it. it's pre-drilled too you which get a is lot really of these... handy because that's like the hardest thing to do right when you're at home this is really cool this is more like this seems like something that would be more for someone like me hmm. who isn't super great with like the build your own clone stuff but I, it takes away some of the probably what i consider the most frustrating parts of what that would be with the build and like drilling um labeling stuff like that's one thing i hate about clones that are like build your own clones Mm -hmm. is there there's no graphics there's no labeling these seem really cool yeah so i mean he's doing all real straightforward stuff it's nothing it's not like oh here's the new circuit um so Mm -hmm. the one i bought was a was an 808 uh clone with okay so you actually bought it yeah i bought the stratus um but uh, yeah, it they were pretty cheap for the show too, so they were less than the site has them listed right now. Uh, and I was like, oh, cool, I'll give them a try, figure it out. Because uh, what's also cool is if you're an electronics nerd, his PCB layouts are really good. Uh, like, just the internals won't look like a total mess the way like a, a build your own clone would probably be, because like the wires are thought out, your jacks are in a specific location. Like all those kind of things that like where things often go really haywire. This is very straightforward. Uh, his manuals are fantastic. So I don't, I'm I'm like I really I'm happy that I'm coming on to give this guy a shout because what he's doing is pretty cool. And uh, I think once people start doing these, they're gonna like them. And then you go to their site mm-hmm. and he's got like 30 PCBs available to buy that all fit this form factor, all fit his enclosure. So. You want to build, goodness, there's tons of Love Pedal. There's tons of the classic circuits. I think there was a Timmy on there. There's a clone, you know, 
what have you in like 80 bucks, you know, you've got a pedal. So it's, it's, it's a bargain in my eyes. Cause I was, I was comparing it to the JHS ones that they did with Stumac. Did you ever look at those? Oh, uh, it was a, f- Oh wait, the JHS. Yeah. They did the all American, uh, the mini bomb, I think, or something. Yeah. I remember seeing those. Here's my, wait, where are these? I'm looking at pictures. Did yours come with graphics yeah. already on it? Okay, because there's people who are building them and doing their own graphics and stuff. So I was like slightly confused. Because people can you can you can rate and give like a score to these copy or these clones that people are building and putting yeah, on there. Yeah. So the interesting part is it's not just okay. I'm going to build a better kit than build uh, build your own clone. I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the original site, which is looks really bad mm-hmm. on me. I realize, but he's trying to get away from the forum look and feel where you're like wading through menus and trying to decipher all this stuff and also trying to pull the whole community over to him. Like there's a lot of smart things happening behind the scene here of a really complete product where it's like, all right, so here's the eight different mods you can do with this kit, depending on which one you want to do. Wait, he's got an HM2 kit. That's I was looking at that one. I was debating between that and the 808, but since I don't have a tube screamer, I figured that would be something that I'd actually use the pedal afterwards. So that's why I, I probably, this looks really cool. I might end up buying one yeah. at some point. I want to do the, I probably do a blues breaker just because that's my favorite circuit. The Cerulean. Yeah, to see if you like that more than your dually. Yeah, that would actually, that's like my circuit. I love to find out which one's great. Yeah. So, uh, that's Sweet. sort of like the, what's recent with me. Um, then there's the whole what have I sold and what have I flipped game, um, which I'll just run through real quick. Uh, I got rid of uh, my uh, Hungry Robot Monastery. I just, it sounds good. I just got, mm-hmm. it was only, it, so it has a tremolo on it. So it's, it's, it's an octave, okay. but it flutters. So it always sounds like an organ. And it's cool, but. If you don't want that yeah. organ effect and you want to do something Yeah, so different. I, I looked at the the POG and the TC sub and up, and I just went to my pedal shelf and just sold off a bunch of stuff. And so I was just like, all right, I got money. I'm, I'll buy both. And I found good deals on both, and I shot them out. And I stuck with the sub and up from TC Electronic. That I'm mm-hmm. loving that. And then because I have a tremolo already on my board, I can get that, that tremoloed octave sound now. So I'm not... I'm yeah. not missing it. Kind of, kind of has that Leslie yeah. feel of like the speaker moving. Yeah, and there's um, a tone print that so does the I same ha- thing too. And I'm just like, but I haven't, I haven't gotten that far into the tone prints on this guy yet. What? Why? Why didn't you look at maybe the Pog two? Uh, I got the Nano Pog. Yeah, I think, you, man, you should do the Pog two. Yeah, I, I, I tried the way. micro. Uh, well, those are like set parameters. Whenever you get into the Pog 2, that's whenever you've got the different settings and, and it's got sliders and everyone loves sliders. Yeah, I just, I only had a single um, spot available on my board. So that was kind of the trying to fit into that spot. Um, it's funny just how huge your board is and to imagine like being like needing space. Dude, this thing barely fits together. <laughs> it, oh it's gosh. crazy how crammed it is. You're the ultimate P-dubs. I've really become that guy. Like, you're that guy. 
and it's funny because we're whenever you hopped on the hangout earlier you're like wow your signal's gotten a lot more dry like i'm you're like because usually i was like tons Mm -hmm. of delay and heavy reverb and you're now you're just like yeah i've got like 78 pedals on this pedal board yeah which you well you've always had that pretty full yeah i mean i've been swapping through stuff so like um do you still have the dl4 on there there. that's that's where like half your board yeah i mean that that's a lot of my board space that and it's kind of funny i've kind of moved away from using the dl4 for my normal delay like i've now that I've gotten better with Chase Bliss pedals, um, the tonal recall is becoming more my default delay. And then when I want that tapey sound, then I go to the the DL4. But um, you could always just get a actual tape delay. Yeah, like you. They're about the same size. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, I just I, it's funny because I've got a digital amp, and yeah, my delays analog or like are close to it i mean and then i'm the, i'm the one I'm using the from the 1960s yeah um yeah so yeah that that's there uh i got a model 001 fuzz from uh the tone mob and was that solid gold they did that it with? was yeah it was solid gold effects i saw someone selling one was it someone from 60 yeah i bought it, bought it from, from in the i think i bought it from dohanic okay i think there was someone else who was selling one I can't remember if it was maybe Adam Rohrer or uh, something. Yeah. Adam, Adam Rohrer? Rohrer. Yeah. Rohrer? Um, so yeah. I got that. Uh, I got rid of my JHS Unicorn, and I got a native audio uh, Midnight phaser, which I've been telling you yeah. to grab one because uh, I think you'd love it. I know. I probably – I really would. Uh, that's, what, uh, that's one of those companies that just kind of – it's not that they're on, not on my radar, just like because I don't care, but I don't run across them that much. Well, I mean, also since he like, rebranded last year, it's been so. There's the Red House stuff, and, which he stopped using that name, and now he's doing Native Audio. So, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, ever since I met Mike like a year or two ago, I'm trying to remember how long it was when I before I met him. Uh, but he was at uh, Winter Nam this year, and we were talking a bit too, and seeing some of his new stuff. Um, I love his pedals. They're like the halfway between um, going to a full Chase Bliss. So it's mm-hmm. you still have a lot of the digital control stuff on an analog effect. Like he's doing he's doing that thing too, but um, you don't have the full MIDI and dip switches to overwhelm you. So mm-hmm. uh, and there is a way you can get a preset out of his pedals. Um, yeah, because isn't there like four little buttons up top? Uh, no. I th- or is that what pedal am I thinking of? That had no, like Mike's buttons. is if you hold the buttons when you power on the pedal, you can kick it into different modes. There, I swear he's got a pedal that has a. He has a he has it. a pedal with four presets on it for reverbs. Is that the one you're that thinking was of? It. That's a that's what yeah, I'm. So that's different of, yeah. reverb engines. Whereas this is like oh, you can just have two presets on, okay. your, on your pedal. So okay. that's really cool. Um, drive section's been pretty much stable. Um, so is modulation. Um, I added a Chase Bliss Gravitas, which Mm -hmm. is an amazing tremolo once you dive into all the things. And it's smaller than my other tremolo, so I'm really happy there. I had the Zeppelin Labs Quiverado that I sold. Um, that was a kit build. That was another really good kit build, actually. Um, so another good local firm uh i finally got my uh chase bliss dark world i think john you remember that story of just the craziness of trying to get that pedal 
Was that the one that got like shipped around? Uh, it was like marked as delivered and then didn't show up for another two weeks. Oh yeah. I was oh so mad at the postal service. Um, yeah, because that's you've all, you've had problems out of USPS. Well, up there. Yeah, yeah, there's two there's two post offices that serve my neighborhood. It's so confusing where which one's going where and yeah, that makes yeah, a lot of sense. Really organized guys. guys. Really good job. Uh, and then the last one is I got an old blood noise endeavors Rivera, which is amazing. That which one's is that one? the reverse reverb. Oh my! So you were gosh. like, I was I was noodling around with it before we started playing or started recording, and yeah, you were just the, like, what yeah. in the world is going on right now? Yeah, it's like a reverse tape hey, delay, me, um, or the reverse delay. Like, why don't you why don't yeah. you show us that one? Because that's so. Really this cool. is just you know, just my clon into a katana because your overdrive pedals should always be more expensive than your amps. Um, and then this is with the Rivera. Turn it on. There it is. So it starts with this, where it just kind of does this reverby reverse thing, and you can set this to be normal, and then it has a momentary switch where you can flip directions. So yeah, I can just be kind of laying down something like, and then do a. Kind of a sound. I just I love this thing for just washes. It's- it, like I'm expecting like the Beatles to be in India, like on the Love Guru or something. Or what was it? Walk Hard. That's such a weird sound to it. It's awesome though. Really haunting. Really just cool. Yeah, there's ghosts <laughs> in your house now. Congratulations. <laughs> I think you heard me flipping through presets on the the Dark World, and you're like, Scott, your house is haunted. <laughs> yeah, that's, there was like it was like woo. I was like, what is going? I was like, watch. He had his webcam on, which we we never keep our webcams on. <laughs> he had it on at that point, and I was like looking. I was like, there's gonna be a ghost. Or like, I need to start recording this in case something happens, and make a lot of money off of it. And like paranormal activity. Like, I don't know what are they up to. Like seven or nine. I've now. never seen any of them. Really, those are actually pretty good movies. Well, some, some so, of them are. I dug the ring. Okay. Yeah, that was a good one. The ring was um, good. Um, I don't really do slasher movies. Saw one was good. The rest so, of them I don't sucked. really consider those slasher movies. I really dug the Saw movies you, for a while there because like the storyline got no, really dark and uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. The the thing I don't like about the Saw movies is it seems like at, they. Okay, maybe Saw Two was good. Oh, like Saw Four or Five when but, we started getting into like the guy's backstory, that was like really good. Then they got the Jigsaw movie. I, I think it's see a that. reboot. I don't think it's part of the the storyline anymore. Okay, not canon. Um, I want to see. The, <laughs> yeah, this ain't my Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> hashtag not my Star Wars. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh I, man, like I, I, I dig some slasher movies. I'm more of the, like I do like the suspenseful, se- like movies like Seven. Yeah, um, again, don't consider that a horror so- movie, though. Are we talking horror? I, I movies? think we we're just talking Is horror that what movies. The- what movie did we? We, uh, we started with on. Paranormal I, Activity. You said The Ring. That's a. Is that a horror movie or is that like a thriller? It, it's supernatural thriller then. So. so Cause it's a thriller. 
sorry. Um, I don't know. I wonder if they like dedicate an episode to defining what movies are. So, but we're gonna move on because we're getting. Oh, I also bought a GHS um, box. Oh yeah, that was. But I don't have it hooked up right now. I'm I'm running a base through it normally, so like I'm trying it instead of a sand amp. Did you get any new guitars? Uh, no. Okay. I'm still. Which brings me to our our, my what's new. Oh yeah, brings me to what. Oh yeah, my what's new. What's new with you? I'm playing Ah! a new guitar. Uh, Um, so I picked up this Richie Kotzen signature Tele from Fender. Um, this thing is sweet. Uh, it's a made in Japan guitar. A uh, th- couple things that make it a little, well, a lot different than your normal telly. This thing has a thick neck. It's like a baseball bat neck. How do you it spell it? It is thick? a T H I C C. Thick. That's it. This is like thick. Uh, but it's uh, like a wide, it's, it's a deep C. It is it's different than most tellies I've played and my other telly that I, I, I mean, I, own, did you ever play my John Mayer? I keep, yes. Did you? No, I you played, was, uh, no, I believe maybe you played. No, you played I didn't. My caster. I have, I have played a John Mayer and those have, is it, is it necks. similar? Is it thicker? Um, I'd say it's thicker and it has a different feel cause it's a maple neck. That's like almost unfinished. Mm. Is what it feels like. It's so close to being unfinished. Uh, and honestly, I've never owned a guitar with a neck that's been unfinished. I All of my necks have a full finish on them. My other Tele had, I guess, a full lacquered finish or whatever. Um, but this thing's pretty sweet. And it has DiMarzio pickups. There's a fat T in the neck. And uh, I think it's a fat T in the neck. I can't remember what it is. And a twang something in the bridge jason fuzzmonger is gonna get so mad right now because we were talking about these pickups and i i don't even know their names i could tell you you but know that like just make this actually marzio is one of those brands relevant. where it's like i know they're premium but i just don't think of them that way because they've just been around forever I, the thing about demarzio pickups is because when i think demarzio i think I like think metal ace Freeland. or i uh, i completely think like uh joe satriani hmm so i've got it's the chopper t and the maybe it's i can't remember they they were like they were the boutique people in the 80s is kind of how i think of them whereas like seymour duncan has kind of transcended that into becoming kind of much more mainstream in my opinion is that a fair comparison i say seymour duncan's more like the dad pickups. I don't know why. You know what kills me about Seymour Duncan pickups is that logo is like still the same. And I yeah, feel like you know the fun thing about pickups is they don't usually have logos on them. No, I'm talking about on the box. I happen to see my guitar. Yeah, the the, the antiquities have very dated packaging, but that's part of the idea. Even no, 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 no. even just their regular plastic case. Um, so, uh, it's got a chopper T and a twang King pickup in this Jason. Um, but here I'm going to play it actually a little bit because Jason actually was wondering, uh, if it got that twanginess with these pickups. Um, so this is the bridge pickup. (laughs) 
I don't know that. That's riff. not I'll so see pretty. If I can woman. Fake it. It gets, thing actually it gets pretty shrill, has a, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'll turn the game oh, down And also you bit. have no tone knob, was, right? I don't have a tone knob. So it actually has a switcher. You can hear that click because it's a telly and single mm-hmm. coils. Um, and it changes between series and parallel on the pickups. So That's in the middle pickup or the middle... S- spot and this is the other setting I don't know which one's which I haven't figured it out yet a little Tom Petty for you and then let's switch it back one more time and do the same riff. So that gives you the two different settings. And then this is the neck pickup. got a cool sound and i didn't even finish that john mayer riff i was gonna see how mad i can make someone finish the riff but yeah this is my uh new telly it sounds Sounds pretty good it Um, looks amazing too it's it's that's the cool thing um is it really has this nice burst i can't remember exactly what color it's kind of like a honey burst it's like halfway between a honey and like a tobacco because it's a little darker than honey burst yeah yeah so it's it's got a really nice and it's uh bound which is something mm. i love on fender guitars any well on telecasters um i love a binding on it and then there it has one thing that i thought i would never have and that's a belly cut wait it's on a bound telecaster. and has a belly cut okay yeah, it's not double bound it's only it's only bound on the top um or on the face and it does have a belly cut and it it sounds phenomenal. I'm going to make sure I don't do anything to try to modify this guitar and mess <laughs> it up. I have this recorded. So so and where did this guitar come from? Because uh, you were doing the parts caster thing last I talked to you. Yeah. Um, Z, uh, American Musical Supply, buddy. So got that 12 payment mm. plan, which I know, which I know is going to make... You you knew you knew the answer. Why'd you ask? Oh, I I thought you I th- I was going to see if you sold something. Um, I know you were I like eh, on the Firebird. Like you were like I could take it or leave it. You're like you like it, but it, I, it's like it's not an essential guitar for you since you already have the uh, it, the SG. I've got the SG. It is a non-essential guitar, but um, it's got a couple things. I love a really nice uh, Pelham mm-hmm. Blue. 
So it's got one of my favorite finishes. And I really do love the look of the guitar. And it plays great, too. I think it that guitar is kind of going to be waiting for whenever I play somewhere besides church. Mm. I think that's the thing. It doesn't church well. It's a little loud. No. Aesthetically. It's a, yeah, a little yeah. showy. It's, you know, are, are we here to praise the Lord or are we here to praise the guitar, Jonathan? <laughs> um, that was not a discussion that I've had before. But um, let's see. Let's move on. Let's do some gear news. Let's see. Oh, this is like the first thing. It's the greatest thing ever. Make your guitar How? sound like absolute garbage. With Metaverse Electronics, <laughs> air trash. Listen, uh, Metaverse, I can sound like garbage all on my own. <laughs> I don't need to pay $200 to sound like garbage. Just trust me. Um, is this Okay, so this is a really weird fuzz. It sounds like someone took a fuzz and bent the circuit to borderline unusable. But it doesn't it's sound like a Debbie ever fuzz at the same time. Because that's kind of the Devi everything. I thought. I mean, I'm sure you'll actually get this if you Ouch. iterate, though. So I'm sorry. That was also I. True. Uh, <laughs> I I I don't Awkward. know. I like. Devi ever was kind of out of the business before I was like, it was on my radar. So. Yeah, uh, they were kind. I kind of. I think. Really, my ears perked up to Devi Ever was right towards the end of the show. So so I can't really... I mean, I can't yeah. say anything about it. I'd but I, I know Let's circuit bending was part of that mantra for making a lot of those yeah. fuzzes. So. so go and listen to this. And I think the best way to describe this pedal is it is a toy. This is really a toy pedal. It's not one that I could see being usable. It's your setting. it's your tone for a cool solo. That's what it is. And I, I wouldn't say cool. I'll say interesting okay. solo. It's it's enough to make you go. Huh, what's uh, that? Do you know that song? I, I just started listening to it again like yesterday. Um, Mumford sang on it. And it's a Bob Dylan song. Going back to Kansas City. Did were you aware of that album? No. They did. They found a bunch of like, I think it was called the New Basement Tapes. Was the name of the band. If not, you need no. to go listen to this. Anyway, um, a bunch of people found a bunch of like Bob Dylan songs that were never recorded, and they uh, they got like an all star band to put it together. And the solo has like this kind of a guitar sound when Johnny Depp was playing guitar on that. He's he's not dead. I know. Like that sounds like something you'd do if like someone died. It does, doesn't it? Like. They found some hidden ta- like 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 if if this was the, if you change the name from Bob Dylan to Kurt Cobain became more interesting because he's dead and you're like oh man we'll never get anything from him again we got to take this and and Bob Dylan's probably over here like oh I'm still making music man oh uh, speaking of killing Kurt Cobain's was, legacy I don't know why you sound uh, like John Lennon but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You've got my attention. <laughs> my favorite April 1st, uh, April Fool's Day joke was the Billy Corgan buys the rights to Nirvana and touring as the lead singer. That was a great that was so one. good because people sent it to me being like, oh my gosh, is this real? And I'm like, what day is it, dude? <laughs> okay. I don't, you know, the best thing that's happened to me in the past, probably the past 
30 years of my life was, which I'm 30 years old, is the fact that someone posted the, uh, what it would be like if Billy Corgan rode on a roller coaster. It was so good. The best part of all of this is that I keep watching it and Jess is getting mad. Like Billy Corgan's driving a wedge in my marriage. He, he said, I, she just, all she hears is this. <laughs> That's all she hears every hour of the day. And all I hear is her yell, are you watching it again? <laughs> so thank you, Billy Corgan, for ruining my marriage. I didn't need any help. But here oh, you were. So good. Uh, all right. Um, so let's move on to the next thing. Um, Dimebag. All right. So IK Multimedia's. These are the guys who do, was it uh, Amplitude, iRig, that stuff. Um, they came out with Dimebag Daryl Cowboys from Hell collection. And Scott, I mostly picked this because you're the guy who uses. I know this is different than what you use, but you use a lot of like digital amp stuff, um, like with your PRS and all that. Yeah, no thanks. Can we <laughs> listen? Dimebag is not my uh, not my thing. If if you you've got to play something like this, you got to do like a. Yeah, so like this. That's it. No? Okay, no. <laughs> or, or, or like this. I, f- I hope that Jason's impressed that I actually know some Pantera riffs. Um, I did this for Jason. Yeah, it's not my thing. Yeah, it's cool. So Let's, I wonder how so much. So I like cost. these ideas of like, oh, cool. Here's here's the pedals and the amp, kind of all in one. It, mm-hmm. The packaging's cool. Yeah. I don't have a great track record with Amplitude. Yeah, I tried really? it because I have an iRig, because uh, I use it for work to run microphones in my phone to like record things, mm-hmm. um, and. Like, as an interface, it's fine. But when I got into Amplitude, I could not get anything to sound good with the stock stuff. And then it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, spend another 100 bucks here, there, and all that kind of stuff. So it was just like, mm, it was unsatisfying. And so I didn't I didn't want to shell out any money for something, you know, you can't sell back or try out. So, um, mm-hmm. I mean, this is only 20 pounds, I think, is what the all-in. That's really heavy. Yeah. Uh that's a really heavy, heavy metal. Phone. Yeah. Woo. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, how, it's, how much it's is 20 a, pounds? Is that like, yeah, it's okay. Bucks? Uh, <laughs> depends what British parliament decides to vote on in the next week. What happens to the pound? But yeah. Oh, Brexit. Keeping yeah. it relevant. Not Which, my Brexit. I don't know. The pound took a real dive when it first happened. I don't know how much it's recovered because I don't really track currencies. Um, a 1999 and is that pounds or euros? Are you sure that's, are the, 
Oh, that yeah, is euro. You're uh, right. Oh wait, wait. Yeah, it's dollar slash euro. That's uh, okay. It's okay bucks. So I guess it's gonna be nineteen ninety nine either. Well, yeah, because it because even the uh, switch over is twenty two fifty one. Um, so it's actually cheaper to buy it in American. Yeah. I but th- I think this would be really. I think this is a really cool thing because that's like with the Kemper and some of these other modeling scenarios people buy presets and like i can buy performances or amps and that's like they're doing this with certain artists like Stu g is working with tone junkies right now to make a whole amp pack and and effects and all this cool stuff uh yeah that i think fits it would be, that market. it'd be really cool I mean, it, for- it's about catering to the right market i think people don't really want to sound like dimebag live unless they're doing covers um um i think but i do think that there's like yeah. kids at home who only who don't play with an amp but just play with their ipad and or they like bring their ipad with them like you know those kids that go there it's like the family reunion they're like i don't want to hang out with you cousin susan because i want to hang in here and play with my dimebag daryl guitar with my ipad and now he can sound like Dimebag Daryl would sound like if he didn't want to go to his family reunion yeah and i'm pretty sure parents everywhere are loving this because yeah. but like I don't have to listen to that racket. <laughs> I remember when I bought my first electric guitar, my parents bought me a pair of headphones. <laughs> that was a oh that was gosh. a very relevant thing. Um I was I was all good because I could, mine could be turned up and down and my brother was, is a uh, drummer. So yeah. they're like and man, you know how mad it made me that like if I we were going somewhere and I was playing guitar, and like at that point, I didn't know anything about anything, so I just had a guitar and an amp, and I just unloaded my guitar, and my amp, and he's like, "Can you help me with these seventeen floor toms?" I'm like, "Dude, who are you, Neil Pert? Let's go, leave half of them." Yeah. Anytime okay. I complain about carrying my board upstairs, I just gotta remember I'm not a drummer or a bass player. Yeah, but the thing that sucks about that is most venues have like a kit and every like the drummers just bring their snare yeah if you only do breakables yeah most yeah you, you bring your cymbals I mean, and your snare like cymbals and snare and that's still probably more than i'd have to carry i could end up i could just carry my kemper and remote if i wanted to yeah not for you scott uh is my your, church is, is my your, church your is talking about two buying by 12, a, right? um kemper so we'll see an elevator <laughs> like, we if you have to go so upstairs here's with the it, annoying like, thing about my church uh to get to the elevator you have to go through the parking lot the parking lot is closed at 6 a.m when i show up for church until about 9 a.m when it opens for church so the musicians don't get to use the elevator unless like i go in the building out into the parking garage and back out to my car and hold a hold a door open it's are you at a mobile church no we have or? a building it's um this is this is what life is like when you live in the city. Uh, you sometimes have to buy buildings and retrofit them. Um, so my church mm-hmm. bought a warehouse. So the bottom, the entire bottom floor is indoor oh, okay. parking, and then the second floor is like the classrooms and like the the cafe and those kind of things. And then the third floor is offices and the sanctuary. Dude, I'm from, I'm from the south. Well, I'm in a storefront church. See, I mean, so. th- we have those out here too. It's but. Stop trying to relate to us, Scott. Well, I was going to say the storefront people. churches are in the not great neighborhoods of Chicago, but they exist too. Hey, every 
neighborhood is a not great neighborhood in Tennessee. <laughs> so you're all set. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Tennessee. I'm looking around for like someone to come out with a shotgun. Take it. Go back, back to boy. Florida. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Go back to Florida where you came from, you hippie. What? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's that's big uh, talk right, so from somebody <laughs> from Florida crapping on Tennessee. <laughs> hey, I've I've lived one third of my life in Tennessee, so consecutively <laughs> as well. So that's, uh, I think I'm pretty well set. I'm a Tennessean now. Can I just say one back? Um, go back to the dime bag thing. I I did. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know he topic. used the JC120. Yeah. No. Th- <laughs> all right. So all right. Back to Diaz playing. So like he did some clean stuff that was actually. Let's see. Was like at the beginning of Cemetery Gates was like. So it's not going to sound like him, but if I could play it right. So like that stuff, he ran uh, JC120 as his clean sound. So I mean, he didn't play distortion all the time. It was just like 99% of the time. I think that's the only hmm. song he might have played clean on. It's so It was like, there's a certain era of the JC120 where just like you, you find out so many people used it. I remember West Borland had one for a while. Because, uh, you know, everyone should be modeling their tone after Limp Bizkit. <laughs> hey, listen, hold on, hold on. I'm going to tell you something. No, 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 no. Don't Dude, knock Limp Bizkit. I, I know what's his rig. That's oh how much I liked Limp Bizkit, okay? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm just saying, if you listen to some like older Incubus, oh, yeah. ch- if you change, if you were to take out, oh my gosh, Brandon I, Boyd. I just forgot his name. Brandon Boyd, thank you. And put in Fred Durst. I can remember his name. That's yeah, yep. that looks great. Um, and put in Fred Durst. They sound exactly the same. Um, I think I was listening to what song was it? Patience. Uh, they sound like you could just swap. Well, it's it's because Incubus it's got that, that heavy humbucker into a Mesa Dulrec era too. Yeah, and um, but it's really and before everyone starts correcting me that Mike Eisinger didn't use that Make Yourself era. He used a Dulrec. Check me on that one. He mm-hmm. went down to the Tremover I, combos after that, but he's he's what were the what were the cream amps? That's were what those, I'm thinking. The yeah, he had those cream combos for Mesa a Boogie Tremoverbs. Yep, those and because that was towards uh, uh, he had those whenever they did morning yeah. view sessions. Yeah, I know what amps he used on multiple albums, but I can't remember the password to my bank. <laughs> Listen, I can't remember the password to any of the effects loop stuff. So Chris, Chris just gets random messages. What's the password to this? What's the password to this? That's like our our PayPal. I have no clue what the password is. I think that's a good thing. We should probably we should probably leave it that way. <laughs> but even if I wanted to, I think Chris probably gets emails randomly of like, "Did you forget your password?" And it's like, "Dang it!" I remember Chris. When, when we first set up, he had two factor on for all of us, and like. None of us could log in because we had to be like coordinated with him at his phone. (laughs) Chris, yeah, I think one day we were like doing pre-app and and we're like, just look at your phone and acknowledge (laughs) us. (laughs) All right, so um, let's keep moving on the Stompe, which lets you play drums by mounting your phone to your foot. Okay, one, I thought this already existed in form of like an app. They have tambourines. They have tambourines. I remember a cowbell one. Shoes. 
Like when the yeah. iPhone first came out, there was a more cowbell app or something like that. Oh my gosh. Is that, but that was probably one of the really bad ones. Like kind of like the whip one where you tried to do the whip and it only worked like half Maybe. the time. But that's also back when like the iPhone was this magical thing that we're all blessed to be around versus now we like Man. expect so much more out of our phones. Dude, I had Verizon. So like I didn't get the iPhone right away. I had to deal with the Blackberry storm and that Oof. sucked. Like, and I tried to tr- tr- like, so I had a Blackberry curve that what 8330 and and then I moved. I was like, oh, yeah, well, this is so much better. And people were like, oh, I got an iPhone. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. I, I'm going to get the I'm going to get the Blackberry Storm 2. And you have to click in the screen so it feels more realistic. And it sucked. I, I still miss my Motorola Razor. Dude. That was like the phone. Oh, do you remember when the Crazer yeah. came out? I had a crazer. I broke. Oh, a everyone who had one broke in one. half. I mean, no, yeah. I broke. I broke it in half. I had a fit of rage and snapped yeah, right. it. <laughs> like I remember in could... college that was a thing. Like people just get drunk and then they just throw their phone against the wall because phones were like thirty bucks. <laughs> that went away. Yeah. Now they're like, yeah. <laughs> everyone's like, now I've got seventeen cases. I've got bulletproof <laughs> glass, and it still breaks. I've I've never I broken a, a screen on a smart phone yet after. Oh, 11 years of having no. one now. Every time I buy a phone, they're like, do you want insurance? I'm like, hell yeah. Oh, I, I still want get insurance. It, yeah, but... Cause I'm going to no, I'm. And then they changed the insurance. Cause it used to be insurance. Wouldn't do it. If it was, the screen mm-hmm. was cracked. So you, I would just destroy my phone. I'm like, no, no, it's not cosmetic. It just doesn't work <laughs> anymore. And then, um, they changed it and changed it. And finally you could, trade it in now i've got with us cellular they've got it where i've got like apple care for the rest of my yeah, life yeah i have that through t-mobile it's like built into my plan now yeah i'm like that's yeah. the greatest thing ever but we're gonna get back onto the fact that now you can kick your phone up and down and sound like a drum and not have to worry about it because you've got insurance this this includes a strap <laughs> this and you know what the th- here's the thing that makes me like upset the pause or like the frame for the video so it's a user review it's recorded in this guy's bedroom and he's wearing a bandana oh yeah well okay i also think this already exists for a much more nefarious use um you can look that word up later um okay yeah, I, wasn't gonna look I just remember now. like there was like law it was law and order or one of those shows there was some dude being a creep mm-hmm. by like putting a mirror on his foot and then like recording it and like walking behind girls wearing skirts that's what okay, i think this, this is I from i think someone did this to their I, phone with like I, the selfie recorder and then they were like all right cool we'll we'll add a tambourine app to it i know it got dark yeah, dude. <laughs> you know it's bad when Diaz is like left Yeah, but it's just this, I don't know. It, this is dumb. Scott, don't buy one of these. You you can't. Oh, buy I'm one not of these. buying one. Like you, like, like like legally, I don't think you're allowed to buy one of these now. Just for that's where it went. Yep. You're not allowed. All right, so back to on a happier <laughs> note. This actually is a happier note. Um, 
Fender unveils a triple humbucker limited mahogany blacktop Stratocaster that looks gorgeous. There's a lot of interesting things going on this, with this. This is I want this guitar. Like if I wasn't having my Strat built by MJT, this would have been the guitar because I was actually debating not getting the Tele and getting the Strat, but then I was like, well, I'm already getting a Strat with a humbucker and the bridge. I, this thing looks gorgeous. It's got those those black knobs the witch hat knobs the witch hat knobs thank you and uh, with three it's gold one of hardware. the few situations where gold hardware looks good it looks great on my telly yeah. and it looks great on this. i mean but it's, it's one of those things it's like when gold hardware looks good yeah. it looks really good gold gold on gold on straight black i'm not a fan of it but this, because of the cream mm-hmm. color, is this Olympic white? It almost yes, looks Olympic brass white. instead of gold. Yes. You know? I think that's it. And also, the I think the color of the neck, or the, of the fingerboard, it's a rosewood fingerboard, but it's a, or it's a mahogany, let's see. Pal Faro. It's a, is it rosewood fingerboard? Pal Faro. Okay. It looked rosewood, but it's, it's a lighter color. And it's still a maple neck, um, right? Okay. So mm-hmm. it's a mahogany body. Yes, mahogany body, maple How neck, does, So when I think of mahogany, I think of a Les Paul, and I think heavy. How much does this weigh? Um, I don't see a weight on it. Um, let's see. I don't see a weight. Yeah, I'm going to Fender's site. Okay, so I will say this, though. The black headstock. Mm. I mean, it's a black top. I'd rather have so. a matching headstock. That's the only thing. This guitar needs a matching headstock, and it would be the perfect, like, triple humbucker guitar. I would. I'd repaint that. Hmm. Is it not on their site yet? No, it's not for release. Uh, I think no. Wait, this is. I think this is Europe only. What? Yeah, because it says it's able to be. Let's see. Let's Maybe go, go on. The, I'm going to the UK uh, version of Fender site now. Oh, there it is. I'm going. Um, to was it on the? Yeah, UK the UK version? version will link to it. If you click on from the US, it will take you to the main page. I I know what I'm going. I know where I'm going. It does not give a weight. Oh. Fender black top. Oh, is that why it has to be black on the headstock? It has to have the black top vibe. Yes, it's that's the whole thing. It's black mm-hmm. top. Uh, M A H. It's gonna be seven hundred eleven dollars. I mean, I there's nothing special about this neck, right? Um. All right. So. So if you swap the neck on this. Yes. Swap the neck. I would just or just have it repainted. Let's see. Does it have a weight? I yeah, don't I, see. I can't a weight. find a weight on it. But um, but like the well, Eurus probably because no one actually heavy, has them. In... Yeah. So no. I mean, and that's mahogany body. So it, it's not. It just has to do with like yeah the sheer amount of wood that's in a Les Paul that makes it crazy heavy. Plus, yes. maple's heavier than 
mahogany, isn't it? What what weighs more, a hundred pounds of feathers, or a hundred pounds of bowling balls? Hmm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is cool. Um, I I mean, I'm surprised there, a triple humbucker strat seems like something that had already happened but i can't find it it might have of like in the past i i don't think they've released any i'm sure someone's done it mm-hmm. and you've seen a picture of it but it they it looks fantastic uh besides the headstock which is now going to be like the blemish on my life um but fender also or well squire launched the fsr classic vibe 50s esquire guitar which looks really cool so Fender's been refreshing the Squire Classic Vibe line. Aren't there? Wasn't it that yeah. the vintage modifieds are going away? They're only going to have Classic Vibe from here on out. I don't know. I Maybe. think Jay was talking about that on Guitar Nerds a week or so ago. Well, which he works for Fender, so you haven't the know. Classic Vibes. Weren't the classic vibes better sellers than the, or wasn't the modern uh, players better sellers than the classic vibes? Or I don't know. No, classic vibes sold better. Generally, whenever someone's like, "Oh, I should buy a first guitar," everyone's like, "Classic vibe." Like, yeah, that's, that's like what the it default. Is. Like, okay, pay a little bit more than the Infinity series, get one of these. Yeah, um, I don't know. I I have a vintage yeah. modified J bass from Squire. Uh, maybe vi- vintage modified yeah. the one that's really good that's the one i think more people that classic vibe gets a lot modern player yeah i don't think i hear about a lot oh isn't the modern player those are kind of a special run kind of a thing where they like wasn't that the mexican fenders was the modern player yeah yes so those weren't squares okay we don't i don't know what i'm talking about welcome to the effects loop where i don't know what i'm talking about let's see Took him Holy 56 crud. episodes to realize this. <laughs> <laughs> Have we really been talking for almost oh, yeah. an hour? All right. So um, I guess we'll kind of move on to, I, you know, honestly, I think we should hit every single Rapid one of these fire. topics. Rapid fire. All right. At what point do you need a MIDI controller? Wrong answers only. <laughs> All right. This, is, this one's legitimate because I have three fave switches on my board right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I think that you should, I think the point at which you need a MIDI controller is whenever you're using more, you want to be able to change multiple pedals at one time. And that's your ultimate goal is to get there. Like, I think if you want to, if you change your sound drastically multiple times during your set that you do with your, either your band or like at church, I think a lot of people at church should use MIDI controllers because there's a lot that changes really suddenly and drastically. Mm. And I think that's a good point for a MIDI controller. And I also think you need a MIDI controller whenever you do a um, very tight scheduled show or performance. Like if you play the same songs and you're doing like a cover band and you want to change sounds rapidly throughout the night, and it's a like very set performance. MIDI controller is the way to go. And a lot of the churches that use like tracks and stuff like that, where not a lot of things change, um, 
MIDI controllers. Yeah, go. maybe I, I haven't done my taxes yet, so I need to figure out if I'm moving a refund or not. So maybe if I am, at, maybe if I am, some money will come out of that. But like, I also have three fave switches to sell then. So um, that will cover some of yeah. it. Yeah, dude, I'm telling I'm telling you, you should check I, out. I'm liking that Morningstar. Um, that's the one I'm eyeing it. The, that's it. I absolutely love the Morningstar. And you, what would be great for you is using a loop, the loop expander from Decibel 11. Oh, uh, Morningstar makes one too. Um, oh, do they? Yeah, I I can mount those well, under my board then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you ever, I might have, I have one, a loop expander. Are you using it or you, with your temper stuff or? No, hmm. no, not using it at all. So if you are, if you're interested, you know, I like mm. to trade and stuff. Um, let's move on to the next topic. Rapid fire. Bah. Who's your daddy and what My does he do? Retired. Okay. My dad's dead. So that was quick. Um, I need, I do need to watch that the... movie again. My no. dad's dead. Kindergarten cop. Oh, that's right. Okay. I was like, I didn't get the reference right away. It's not a what's tumor. And what does he do? And what does he do? Um, what's the magic combination that Fender has yet to put together? Oh, yeah. Uh, nope. You know what? I'm going to tell you this much. They, I think they did it with that strat we just talked about, triple humbucker. I, I think that they knocked it out of the park there. That Because that, that right there is a magic combination in... When you think of that setup, you think of a lot of the triple humbucker. You think of quite a few guitar players. Uh, Peter Frampton is probably the most popular of them, and not everyone wants a heavy Les Paul. So it'd be kind of cool to try to get that sound with. That. Oh, uh, Troublemaker Telly with three pickups. Oh, dang! I would be all over if if you do that in Pelham Blue Fender. I will sell a child. I don't care. <laughs> I'm calling someone in Cuba and seeing if they want a little white kid. Send them down, and I'm buying a troublemaker with three humbuckers. I think I just have gas for a new blue guitar. I think that's really what this is, because like the troublemaker telly in that denim blue was amazing. I oh my and, gosh. Um, I'm still waiting for what was the offset? The new offset body that came out was that the Meteora. The one that's like a telly. That was, offset. but if you watch their like making of video, they had a blue one mm -hmm. with a racing stripe and two uh, humbuckers. Ooh, you should get the uh, Mike Campbell Duesenberg. Mm. Duesenbergs are too much going on. Nah, dude. I, I, I that's one guitar that I really want. A, I want a Duesenberg. Uh, I played one in uh, Orlando. And fell in love. It was the one that has like almost like the crocodile skin top, the black. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they're bad guitars. They're good guitars. They're just too visually loud for me. But the Mike Campbell's exactly what you I, just kind of described. Mike Campbell Duesenberg. Yeah, it's blue with white racing stripes. I don't know if it's a sparkle blue. Hmm. No, and it's it's it's, and it's, it's a center. That's the like the Mustang centered style racing stripe though. Oh, oh, is this like it's on, on the this, arm cut like, or on the arm cut? That's it. Yeah. Okay. Um, didn't someone just make a Jazzmaster style like that in Sixty Cycle Home? Uh, possibly. I think. Yeah, there was one of them. All right, let's move on to the next one. Rapid fire. How much wood would woodchuck chuck? Woodchuck chuck. Answer to everything wood. in the universe. Forty-two. 
Okay. Uh, why do I have earwax and no ear bees? You make your own wax. That's not even. Oh, there's a metal zone um, joke in there, the, and I just can't figure it out. All right, next one's for Diaz. An angry oh, rant about whatever John U did today. Um, I, it, you know what? He blocked me. <laughs> 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 so, so he's off living his life without me, and it makes Aww. me sad. Yeah, uh, I miss you, John U. No, you do. Baby, come back. No, you, you can blame it all on me. All right, we're called the effects loop, but we don't even use them. Well, I actually do use them, but. Scott, you don't. No, I'm in Chris everything in front of the so. amp guy. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, buy, be a man, buy an amp with an effects loop, and just find out what the real world's about. Uh, yeah. Dude, run that, run that, run that five cable method. Ugh. Three cable method, four cable method. However many cables it takes, make it happen. Um, let's I see. think I'd probably. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of helix curious too, so I don't know which would happen first: me getting a Kemper, so I have um, an effects loop, okay. or me getting helix. Which you can still put an yeah. effects loop in the helix. Um, I'll. This is what I'll say because I had the, I had the stomp. Um, the helix has a better interface than the stomp. And no, no, no. I'm talking okay. about than the Kemper. Now I'm going helix. But my experience with helix is based on the stomp. And a little bit with a Helix, but I've had more experience with the Kemper. Helix has a better interface on mm-hmm. the computer. Um, also has a better interface on the actual system. But the Kemper, or Kemper is supposed to be coming out with their interface, their desktop program, where you can edit. And I think that that's going to be a game changer for it. That's why I picked up a remote was because I'm kind of preparing for what's about to come. Because, I mean, one of the cool settings on... The cool things about the Kemper is the morph feature. So you can take... And it changes the parameters and moves it to another preset, pretty much. So, like, uh, when I use Tone Junkies and... Oh, when you're using a profile? You can can tweak the profile? Well, no, when you're using a performance it can like increase your delay and reverb and gain at the same time. You can set a time for how long it'll take to do oh. it and it can, you can morph back. So it kind of just shapes your sound. It's kind of like if you had like little uh, fairies down at your pedals and changing the knobs to the settings you want to go to for a different section. Um, one of the most common things they do is increase reverb and delay, like on the performances that I've purchased. Oh, like they do it slowly. And yeah, and it's actually really cool because it's like a um, one of the things that I don't like being a whenever I'm you know playing for my worship team is whenever an effect kicks on and it's extremely noticeable mm-hmm. and it's during a time whenever you really want to be in the background, pastors talking or it's like um, you know the invitation for prayer, anything like that. You don't want to be a distraction. So this is really cool because it makes it Oh, I got in seamless. trouble for that this week. Uh, we had Dude, an invitation to prayer I've moment, and apparently you. you could hear me tuning. I, uh, I, I'm shocked my church was that quiet. Our HVAC must not have been running because we don't have that quiet of a church. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay, so mm. I've got one for you. T-Rex Replicator. Mm-hmm. It's a tape delay mm-hmm. with actual tape. It makes a lot of physical noise, And I forgot... It? 
Well, no. no. I turned it off and turned it back on without running it enough to clear the delay that was still on it. (laughs) So I messed. And I did that in the middle, like right when the pastor was getting really deep before the invitation to prayer totally killed the mood he just looked at me and i just I, all i could say was because i go to a very a small church everyone could hear me say it i was like i, was, I started pointing at my son I said that was him in the middle of it it was great uh luckily i go to a very small church so we're kind of like a family and it's like everyone just well and when, like, when oh, you're a gosh, smaller gosh, church there's less like performance expectations versus like when you're in like yeah. a thousand seat auditorium that's live streamed it's a little different kind of a yeah. show yeah they that you you kind of want to put on a performance where yeah. we're just like having not saying you guys aren't having church but we're having like that good old southern or having mm-hmm. church you know so and you guys are not performing church we're I, I, I don't line. like those words i mean the, about it, it, it's definitely one of those are things you, where, like we have a lot of talks about it and like well it's kind of check like your heart, bro. if well it's kind of like home video versus being on pbs yeah. you know what i mean you like it's like okay no people are actually going to be watching this so let's try not to look like we don't know what we're doing where we're like we're just gonna go in and mm-hmm. do our thing um all right so nam highlights what was the you you actually went to winter yeah it's like what three months later now let's finally talk about it um yeah all right so let's um let's do rapid fire top five things of winter top five things of winter nam um yes and we didn't even plan this so this is going to be like number one cody fields number two cody fields number two curtis lamberton number he is um number (laughs) three Three pizza party. I want a pizza. I, I'm having pizza folks. for dinner. Oh, so actually, that. Sorry, Cody. The real number one is the taco party. Lives up to the hype. Other than the okay. fact they have to wait in line two hours to get tacos, but they're like the best tacos that, I've ever is had. Is that in my life. Gabriel Tenario? Yeah. Is that Gabriel Tenario? And like, okay, it was like Mason Stoops and Ariel Posen and like them put together a little jam band and they oh wow they did a like musical act and it was amazing. Um. Yeah. So, other than like John Snyder groping me repeatedly at the party, it was it was a good time. So, no means no, John. I I've yet to get my uh my free stuff. So, <laughs> no, we were, we were joking about. Right, like, I, I waited in line for two hours or something. Like all I got was this T-shirt, and I was like, John Snyder groped me, and all I got was this T-shirt. Anyway, um. So yeah, those those were definitely the highlights. Is like. For me, the gear was okay. I've been to enough NAMs that there's like, I'm not overwhelmed by like what's new anymore. But like, it's fun going to those places and seeing a lot of people and that the community behind it is a lot of fun when you're a little bit more on the inside. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just yep. dying over here. <coughs> oh, gosh. Um, all right. So, was that yeah, five? sure. Why not? Taco pizza. Cody, Curtis, uh, <coughs> condo with Clifton, no Co, Paul, RJ, good people. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. All right. Um, if Chase Blitzer Striving made an amp, 
what would it do? I know this is kind of a thing of there was the Chase Bliss collab with Benson. Um, yeah. On the preamp? But what would a Chase Bliss amp be like? Uh, a Fender Cyber Twin. Hmm. But better. I mean, it would sound a lot better, but <clears throat> it's a Fender Cyber Twin. You hit the buttons and the knobs all turn. Yeah. And I think like that one had relay switching, so like the circuit <coughs> physically changed. If I remember right, it wasn't yeah. modeling; it was actually it also, like physical circuits changing, which is part of the reason it was so stinking heavy. Um, and also the fact that you like it would it took like a second to actually oh, wow. change, so it wasn't like instantaneous. So that kind of sucked. <coughs> All, right. All right, I'm gonna stop. Long and short of it, now. Joel, disrupt the um, amp game. I want I want a I want this to be a Kemper killer. Yeah, could you imagine like a Kemper killer where it was still analog somehow? Still analog, but all the knobs like oh my gosh. Oh okay. yeah, the the the, the right. Benson Mark II thing that they're working on with Chase Bliss is such a cool design with the motorized faders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want so that expensive. so bad. Yeah, it's gonna be like it's gotta be four hundred dollars. Oh, it three hundred it's th- gonna be three fifty. Uh, motorized so? faders are very expensive. I'm sorry. Um, who who you get your motorized faders from? I should introduce you introduce you to my oh, motorized you got a guy? faders guy. Yeah, I got a guy. <laughs> anyway, where are you getting your worms from, man? You're paying I, with too I, much I mean, for worms. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I was going for. Mate, you I, know, maybe you know one what? day there, UNICEF I, will get into the electronic want, fader business, but until now, we're the guys to see. I want. I feel like I should be the Creed Bratton of the podcast community. That's where I want to be in mm. life. <laughs> Just, the, I know what that's. I know what he's talking about. I sprout mung beans. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we can go more than one episode without mentioning the office. Not with Chris um, around. All right, an Apollo. No. An apologetics lecture on the Gnostic Gospels. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) But they are interesting. But don't take them as gospel. Don't read them before you actually read the Bible. Moving on. Yeah, that'd be Uh, a little confusing. Have you ever seen the movie uh, The The Last Temptation of Christ? Uh, No. It's great. It's got Harvey Keitel as Judas. It's got... um, Oh, dang, what's his name? Willem Dafoe is Jesus. What? Okay. Is this on Netflix? I'm watching this And it's directed... It's it's directed by Martin Scorsese. Yeah, have you never... I've heard of this. I've just never known it's like this much. All these famous people involved. Okay, so I'm... Without doing... um, Without spoilers. So pretty much what it is, is Jesus is going to die on the cross, and he and i don't want to that's it that's all i'm going to tell you jesus is going to die on a cross and it differs from the bible quite a bit i think it actually i think there might be a gnostic gospel i think it follows the gospel of mary talking about mary magdalene um so if you know anything about that congratulations (laughs) For knowing Welcome, Westminster about the effects, uh, doxology podcast audience. Hey, Cody. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Yeah. Hey, Cody. <laughs> Talk. You know what? Oh, my gosh. I want to suggest that for one of his episodes. That that Agnostic was the Gospels. joke. I was stealing one of his topics. 
No. Did he actually no, just do that? No, him and I were having a private conversation oh. about it. Oh, oh, so you're having private conversations with? Yeah, Kenny I slipped Phillips. into the DMs. You know. Oh yeah. All right. So anyway, um, this actually on this see, topic. Do you ever see Stigmata? Okay. That's actually about yes. a Gnostic gospel. The Gospel of Thomas gospel is, is a Gnostic that? book. Yeah, no, no, no. Hold on. I'm trying to remember which ones I've read. I mean, they're all available online. Just Google it. Don't believe it, but Google it. Yeah. Please don't believe it. It's so wrong. All right. Um. So now's the fun time. Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, check out the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash the effects loop. You can check out our YouTube. We don't have one of those cool URLs. So go subscribe. We get one of those cool URLs. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes, on Spotify, or whatever. There are reviews on, on Spotify. Whatever you like. I haven't, I I haven't had Spotify in a few years, know. so I don't know what's there. I. The only time I download Spotify is if someone releases like an album, and they're like, it's only on Spotify, and I'm like... Are you Apple Music? Okay. Um... No, I'm um, Amazon Prime. I'm Prime Music. I haven't tried that out. So, I've had Amazon they, Prime forever too. I should just try that out and not, stop paying Apple. Uh, I. Th- uh, it might be cheaper for you to keep Apple. I, I can't mean, remember. I already I have Amazon no. Prime though. Oh yeah, I think in addition, it's like it might be like four or five dollars oh. more a month. So it's cheaper okay. than Apple. But um, all right, so you can also follow us on Instagram. Uh, I. I pretty much do all the Instagram stuff. So if you see people talking on the Instagram, that's me. Uh, you can email us at the effects loop at gmail.com. If you have any cool ideas, um, you can connect with us on LinkedIn. <laughs> I might've edited that script a little bit. <laughs> I, I saw it. I was like, you know what? I'm going for it. I always, I've, my motto in life is stick the landing. No matter what you do, just go with it and stick the landing. And then, uh, really cool thing it's awesome stuff you can give us a uh uh, you can give a love offering you just go to patreon.com slash the effects loop and every month it'll just come out of your account and we just keep getting your money and it's really cool and then uh, you actually get to join cool stuff Uh, we've got the chat room that you're able to join in we've got a few of us in there who talk about stuff we actually have insider information that we give away now in there I'm just going to underscore the rest of And all of this. you have to do, and all you have to do is give, 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 if you want to get. That's how it works. You give, you get. You live, you learn. I think that's a lyric to a song by Alanis Morissette, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> all right, I got to, <laughs> we can't do this anymore. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to struck my lightning. <laughs> um, but uh, once again, Thank you, Scott, for joining us and providing our amazing background music. Uh, come back and see us. Thanks for having see me. See you guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. Just let it fade in the background. That's nice. That's real nice. <laughs> this was fun.